And welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever. This is the show where we tell you about the worst comic book collection in existence. And it just happens to belong to us. I'm Jen. I'm Sean. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Comics are neat now. Dun, dun. <laughs> I was just going to ride that until I figured out what was... I didn't know the end going in, you know? You probably just been doing... I should have let you run with that for like 10 minutes. I don't know if I could have. Yeah. <laughs> that was about as good as it was going to get. Comics are neat now. 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 Not later. Now. now. Not before. Now. Now. Oh, uh, yes. Hello. Here we are. Uh, I guess we... I don't know. We don't, we don't have a lot to talk about in the beginning. No, not really. We just kind of went to see 1917. Yeah. Which kinda, was good. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't give it best picture, but it was good. I don't even know if it's up for best picture. I think it has, I think it has to be. I think it I is. I feel like it's one of those movies that... Because well, they expanded the field I, you know, to like 10. Yeah, it's too many. I think that's way too many. And at I know, least 10. I don't think there are 10. Well, there's at least 10, but I kind of feel that that's unnecessary. Six, seven, seven is 1917, eight, nine. There's nine. Okay. Yes. So 1917, we saw it. Uh, we went and there was a a couple... It was loud as fuck. Old people. Couple. Old people loud as fuck. Like, not not like, what's happening, old people? Just like old people thinking they were funny. I didn't hear them cutting jokes. Yeah, they were telling jokes. They were laughing. Jokes! It wasn't like, where did he go? You know, like when old people talk to the screen. Yeah. It wasn't like that. Well, there were, I, I, They're I, just rude. I figured there was something up because I, I was sitting there. I think you were in the bathroom. And we're seeing a couple like rows back from these people. And no, I didn't go to the bathroom during this. No, it was like before. Oh, before. And I'm sitting there and I'm waiting, I'm watching. And so I, there's something going, there's something going on where somebody was in a seat. Yeah. That wasn't supposed to be in a seat, but like they couldn't, it's like they didn't know how seats worked. Yeah. They don't know how that assigned seat thing. I think they were just like, well, I sat here and then I got up and now I'm not sitting here. And that was a seat. There was something going on. And it was like a, it was like a, there. I got there at the tail end of that. I have no fucking clue what was going on. And then, and actually there, I think it was decent for the most majority of the movie. I didn't notice anything for the majority of the movie, but then like in the last like 10 minutes. Wasn't even, I think it was like the last half hour. Because did you see the manager come in and talk to them twice? I didn't see him twice. I know he came. I saw someone come in once. And I, tw- well, he came in twice. And I saw him talking to people, and I'm like, is anything being resolved here? No. They were just, like, talking, and people started shushing them. Yeah, that's 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 rightfully <laughs> oh, so. Oh, God. And uh, they were uh, just being a bunch of schmoes. And then I got – I actually, I got up, and when I got up, and I think I was passing by them, maybe I was sitting there, and I – Heard one of the people walk by them and says, I've never met a more rude person in my entire life. Yeah, and then they, they were like, you probably have no personality. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. That's, that's a That's a that's what the, the old people said to the guy. Because they were about the same age. The guy who came over and was like, I've never seen more rude people in my life. And I was like, you lead a quite sheltered life, sir. But then they were like, you have no personality. <laughs> like, okay. Who, what? you know. And talking during a movie isn't a personality. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're being, f- hey, you know what? We're making this movie better. We're making this this period piece better. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, good. It was, it was really it was, good. I'm, I'm happy to see a movie about World War One Again, uh, the underrated World War. Uh, <laughs> the one the, nobody talks the about. The one nobody talks about, you know. The older, the older 
sister or brother of World War Two. It's the uh, younger always gets more yeah. attention. Yeah, the, I know it's, as it's, a it's a baby as an older child. Everybody, everybody the, World, the World War Two can't do no wrong, but nope. you know. World War One, yep. you know, you got, I got a lot to live up to, but I thought it was good. Uh, I thought, and I think you told me that it was supposed to be shot in like one continuous take. So that's what they keep saying is that it's, oh my God, look at this master filmmaker. It's shot in one continuous take. It's not. There's no fucking way it's shot. It's, it's not. It's you, not. There are multiple. There, there's no way. There's a part in like the first like half hour where it's like they have where that building, the, the, the bunker caves yeah. in. Yeah. And, and it goes black. And, it go, and things kind of get all black. And I was like, yeah, that's where you make a cut. Of course. It's just that I think what it is, because they keep saying, oh, it, it's, you know, one long cut, one continuous cut, blah, blah, blah. The way it is shot and edited makes it look like one. It can't possibly oh, no. be. What are they going to do that every single day? What if you fuck up? Well, I mean, just think about the actors trying to just maintain a, a two-hour single take. Well, that's what I mean. Like, what happens so the... You know, it's a long thing, and it's no spoilers because it's in the trailer. A guy and his partner have to go from where they are to warn the other troops not to do a thing. Uh Okay, so it's a journey. Uh So what happens if you're, like, an hour and a half into that journey and, like, you trip on something and fall down? What do you do? Start at the beginning? There's no fucking way. What do you mean? The characters? That's what I mean. Like, if it was one, if it really was one continuous take and we're not going to cut... So I'm going along. We've been doing this for an hour. We're still in the movie, and I, like, trip over something, and I'm not supposed to. Do we cut? No, you just keep going. Well, that's what I mean. Like, or if I flub a line, or if, like, there's explosions in this movie. Obviously, it's a war. If the explosion doesn't go off in time, do we start over? Mm. Right? Like, that's kind of what I'm like. You did not do one continuous take. Bullshit. No, there's there's definitely instances where they, they definitely cut. Like, multiple. Like, you can tell. Of course. But, uh, yeah. That. It's, it's really good, though. I mean, it, really, it it is good. It's very realistic. There's a lo- there's some parts where you're just like, ew, oh, God. Yeah. Um, and it's also one of those things where it's like, war is really fucking pointless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it, dead body. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm trying to like, what was, what was World War One about? Like, there's Germans there, but I thought they were the World War Two villains. I mean, like, of course. Both. I know they were. They, they came back for the sequel. <laughs> they sure uh, did. <laughs> came back stronger and harder in the sequel. That's right. It's like the Godfather. World War Two is the Godfather Two of wars. <laughs> I like. I love how I went. I love how I went to. I graduated and I went to school uh-huh. and everything, and I learned history. I uh-huh. went. To, I even had AP history. But nobody ever talks about World War One. I. I feel like we glossed over it. Every the only thing I remember learning in, about World War One is. That it was because Fra- that what's his name Archduke Ferdinand was assassinated, and everybody had alliances, and they were like, "Man, I'm mad at your country, and that person's my ally, so we're both mad at you, and now we're in a fucking war." And that's when mustard gas was invented, mm. and it was really bloody and gross. Mustard. Yeah, but if you breathe it, your lung comes out in pieces. Mustard. Yeah. <laughs> It, well, because mustard gas, you throw it and it settles to the bottom. It was specifically for trenches. Yeah. And trench foot. Don't forget about trench foot. Oh, yeah. Oh, but there's a lot of... Trench foot. There's a lot of stuff going That's on That's really in all it. I ever learned about World War One. That's it. Oh, yeah. And the flu. Yeah. Because it also happened at the same time. Oh, yeah. Everybody's getting sick in that war. Well, yeah. 
But I, uh, yeah, I thought, yeah. Anyways, good movie. Yeah, really good movie. Uh, you know, if you get a chance to check it out this award season, I uh, recommend it. I think it's definitely worth your time. Yeah. Uh, what else did we see? We saw... John Wick 3. I did. Got, I got a chance to watch John Wick 3. Man, dogs bite a lot of dicks in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some, there's some dick biting dogs. So many. Oh, my God. I was like, wow, not, not just one guy. Not just two guys. There's like five guys. Yeah, it's like it's like well, it's it's, it's kind of it's just it's such a wacky movie. It's weird, and I love it, and I think it's great that you got a guy like uh, you know Keanu Reeves, who everybody I always you know think about how back in the day everybody kind of wrote him off as just like this doofus character, you know, doofus actor, and you know he started he did he did the the Matrix. He's like I know kung fu, you know, kind of stuff, and then he does these movies and. They're just like you're just like holy, holy shit! This is awesome. It's really great. It's kind of like watching the raid too. The raid. I haven't seen the raid too. I have not seen the raid. But the raid is the first raid. But the raid kind of was like it's a great movie. the raid cat raid and like John Wick. They're kind of in that shooting cl- shooting people very closely at point blank and yeah. point, point blank range in the head oh, yeah, genre of, of film. <laughs> Yeah, a lot. There's a lot of dudes getting shot point blank range. There's also a lot of guys getting knives to the head and the face. A lot, a lot of, a lot of knives to, to the head. Yeah, um, and, and dogs biting dicks. There's dogs <laughs> biting dicks. Uh, horses kicking dudes. Yeah, yeah. There's a that, that was a, a good part where uh, he weaponized horses somehow. I, I'd hate to be a stuntman on that film because <laughs> you'd have to be like, I'm going to get kicked by a horse today and have to kayfabe it. It's like, yeah, no. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. yeah it's really it's really good, actually. It's on, yeah, yeah. It was on HBO. I enjoyed it. Oh, you know, we also watched Watch Where We Hate Movies. We watched yesterday. Oh, God. That is a dumb movie. It is a dumb movie. I cannot suspend disbelief long enough to buy the universe's movie set. And that was my problem since I saw the fucking preview for it. Because there's no way a world without the Beatles would have music that sounds the same as it does today. Mm -hmm. There's no way. Because the Beatles are the most influential band of the last, what, 20th century? Of the entire 20th century. So probably ever. Right. I mean, as far as like... the most influential rock band ever, Uh right? Mm -hmm. You can't have Coldplay... If you don't have the Beatles, I think you can't have a lot of you things. You can't have anything because that's what because that's the thing is like because even fucking Typo Negative loved the like Peter Steele loved the Beatles. Oh yeah, shit, shit. Typo Negative wouldn't exist. There's a whole there's a whole Beatles medley on. Yes, I think it's there is. Uh, oh, it's on. I think it's on uh, October. No, not October Rust. Uh, World coming down. And uh, yeah, because they do Day Tripper and uh-huh. a whole bunch of stuff. And Peter still loved the Beatles. Oh, that's the thing. Well, there's a lot of I'm saying a lot of those a lot of bands. I mean, so so are, there's just one example of yeah. like a band that was famous but not like huge or whatever, not like world changing, but in a completely different genre of music that would not exist if the Beatles didn't exist. Right. No, it's it's you it, can't do it. And also, just like I think I feel like just the butterfly effect of. The Beatles not existing yeah. and everything, people's like lives and way things would change. Like if you, if there wasn't Beatlemania, there might not be certain relationships that were formed, oh, you know, of course not. you know, I kids mean, being born, things, yeah. you know, business transactions, things that would have moved things along in the future of, you know, to you know, like, 
it, it's, would it's, the monkeys have ever existed? hundred percent. I don't think. Not. Why would you? Because that's the basis. The why would you? The whole point of the monkeys was to try to be the Beatles again. Are we supposed to believe and sell that like fucking TV shows and lunchboxes? Yeah, we're supposed to believe that, like the Rolling Stones or the Who, like they would have had the the ubiquitousness of the Beatles. I'm not to say that the Rolling Stones or the Who aren't. No, and they probably still would have existed. Eh, you think? Because I feel like they all kind of came out relatively close together. True, true. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give you that the Rolling Stones probably still existed. The Who probably still existed, whatever. But everything that comes after that, like think about the 70s forward, even the 60s forward. Just pop music would be incredibly different. Every, and, it would be so different. And just the fact like, so because like Ed Sheeran. Like I can't even fathom what it would be like. Ed Sheeran, the the real life artist plays himself in this movie yeah. and yet everything that he's ever done is the same is the same no. it has remained the same it's just that nobody knows what the beat it's like that's not possible no for him for ed sheeran to become i feel like for ed sheeran to become ed sheeran there had to be some sort of influence of the beatles and something that, that influenced him or if it was the beatles yeah i don't really know ed sheeran's music but but not only not only music there's writers out there who would like who decided to write because of the Beatles. Yeah. You know, there's filmmakers out there who made movies because they were inspired by the Beatles, whatever. Mm-hmm. What's that, um, that movie, that thing you do? Yeah. That wouldn't exist. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think there's tons but of I mean, movies. There's, there's tons of just not, not even tangentially like related. It's just like this person loved the Beatles and they loved this kind of music. And then they loved this sort of writing and yeah. then they became a writer. Like that wouldn't happen. Who would have Homer talked to <laughs> when he saw them holding that brownie? Who would have given Lisa that ripping lentil soup recipe? <laughs> right? Who? <laughs> I mean, who would who would have who would have been Marge's you know childhood crush or whatever? Right? Or whatever, or who would have starred in 1985's uh, comedy, the comedy film Caveman? <laughs> Which starred Ringo Starr. No, he would not be in it. You'd have to settle for, I don't know. Uh, Some other weird British guy. Uh, 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 Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> would Rowan Atkinson be, be, be alive? We don't I know. Don't, we don't know. We don't know. So that's a dumb movie. It is a very dumb meal. Beetle? What? Be- oh, Beattle? Beattle? Beattle. Beattle. It's a dumb movie. Yeah. It's a dumb movie. I didn't like it. I didn't like the preview. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like the preview. Uh, I didn't like the movie. Was there any other comic book stuff going on? I don't think. I, oh, yeah, you know what I did? I'll just say this much because I, I know there's probably stuff that's happened, but I haven't really. Kiss wouldn't exist. Probably not, no. Gene Simmons was inspired by the. I just pulled this up. It said there's an article from Rockseller Magazine. It's, don't know what that is. Top 11 musicians influenced by the Beatles. Dave Grohl. Yeah. So Nirvana, the Foo Fighters, uh, the Eagles, mm-hmm. Joe Walsh from the Eagles, Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a whole different thing. Nancy Wilson from Heart, uh, Billy Joel, Michelle Phillips from the Mamas of the Papas. So, yeah, and elsewhere, though, I watched a few more episodes of uh, the Fantastic Four cartoon. I just had to t- oh, check yeah, out a few of those. Go? That cartoon, I don't understand. I mean, granted, it was 1994. And they're trying really hard to make make this a thing, you know? The tone of that show, granted, again, for years, and I know that people can give me different takes oh, on Jody this. Jody Mitchell, sorry, continue. Give me different takes. Bruce take. Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Give me different takes on this that the Fantastic Four 
has, you know, some definitely like adult thematic elements to it, but it always feels like just such like a hokey kind of corny group. Yeah, you know? it can. Yeah. And this cartoon basically, I mean, granted, there's a lot of science fiction stuff, fiction stuff going on. I mean, they actually, I mean, it's, I will give it that. And I do like that interest of it. But it's like, anytime I'm just like, hey, here's Mr. Fantastic and he's going to stretch. And I'm just like, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I always think the stretchy guys don't really like. I don't like stretchy guys. I don't know if I like stretchy guys. I don't. I, I, I definitely do not like stretchy guys. Yeah. I don't know if I like stretchy guys. I think, I think so. I think is what it is because, like, you know, I like Classic Man just because I think he's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but I I don't like earnest, stretchy guys. Like, I feel like Classic Man knows he's comedic. Yeah. No, he's, a, he's in on the joke. He's in on the joke. But, like, I don't feel like the others do. The, like, Reed, this is the serious power. I'm like, this is this fucking weird. Well, it's it's well, well Reed's just like a smart guy, just a super smart guy, but just happens to stretch. And, also a dick. And he's also kind of a jerk. Yeah. So that, I mean, but also the dialogue, and it's just like Ben Grimm, like, hey, I want to, hey, hey. Yeah. I mean, there's something where, so like a lot of times in this, these show, in the show, they, they, so they're in the Baxter building, right? Mm-hmm. That's where the Fantastic Four are. They're like in the top or whatever. But, you know, they rent the building out. The building is rented out to other people, but they just happen to have like a part of it, right? Right. And so the premise, there's a premise where there's a woman who is the landlady of this thing, but it's like, it's not, she's not like a businesswoman. She's just like this. Like you would see this woman like in your own apartment building, just, you know, like like an actual like in the, just a regular ass apartment building. She like lives there. She lives there or she she's the landlord, but she but she doesn't seem doesn't seem like she's like you would think like if she was the owner of the building, the person that leases it out, she would be like a part of like a corporation or something. It just felt it just feels like she's just like just some random ass landlady and she has a dog and they're always you know, Patrick Ford is always screwing up there. They're always like scrambling the TVs and, you know, things are getting messed up. Because, you know, Reed Richards is dipping into cosmic holes and stuff <laughs> or whatever. And uh, it's pretty ridiculous. And, you know, and then a bunch of times at one point, this woman actually walks straight into a manhole and lives. I was is uh, she just dumb. Yes. Actually, we'll see, she's one of those things. She's like, oh, I never. And she walks and she walks into a manhole with her dog and they're both wearing casts later. And it's really dumb. it's really yeah, it's really bothersome. Oh, there's some other stuff in there. But like, <laughs> like poor Alicia Masters. Jesus Christ. That woman, she she puts up with she's put up with a, put up with a lot, mm-hmm. being a mm-hmm. blind being. She, not only is she she's blind, but she's also like enamored with Ben Grimm. Ben Grimm is just the dumbest guy ever. He's kind of an oaf. He's, he, he is an oaf. Yeah, he's an oaf even when he's not the thing. Yeah, he's an oaf. You know, but it's it's just really oaf man. Yeah, he's pretty much. And it's just it's really frustrating to to watch this sh- watch this show sometimes, and it's just like, eh, you know, they could have did better, but whatever. It was 1994. We were trying to sell toys, uh-huh. and they did. Mm-hmm. I certainly bought some. So yeah, but uh, I guess that's all I want to talk about right now. I guess we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back with our book for this week. You belong. You belong. You belong. You belong to the Mary Marvel. Anyone hear us? This is Trey Lawson. And I'm James Hickson. Anyone can hear this broadcast. We need your help. We've been kidnapped and imprisoned in a tomb by this creepy old undertaker named Mr. Gravely. And he's forcing us to review his collection of Marvel horror comics. Stuff like Tomb of Dracula. Werewolf by Night. Man-Thing. Ghost Rider. And so much more. Forcing us to record these reviews as a podcast 
called the Tomb of Ideas. If you can hear this, please contact our families. Call the authorities. Anyone. Tell them we can be found at... Now, now, boys. Let's not give too much away. You can find James and Trey every other Wednesday at the Tomb of Ideas, a Marvel horror podcast, a proud member of the Cinepunks podcast group. See you there, Tomb Believers. <laughs> collection over with our book for this week it is green arrow volume three number 28 from september 2003 look at us doing something Ooh, something modern something oh after something, the, uh, the new millennium yeah something less than 20 years old yeah right <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty remarkable mm-hmm. but you know here we are uh we're gonna do a green arrow book it's been a minute since we've talked about ollie so let's uh let's see what he is up to uh he is uh back from the dead in this series was he dead yeah he died so like at the after like zero hour he found out that he had his son connor who's in this book and he got blowed up oh no he got blown up because he had his hand stuck in a bomb okay and then he blew up and then uh Hal Jordan did some sort of parallax time gimmick to bring him back. But he was kind of like a zombie of sorts. Like he had like no memories or whatever. And I think he's doing better now. Oh, good. I mean, he's alive. He's alive. Uh, On this cover of this book, he's he's having a score. Yeah, it's a pretty hunky cover, though, with uh, Green Arrow. And he's having a makeouts. He's having a sesh, makeout sesh. Him and his lady. Oh, God, I forgot what her name is. Last name was Pierce. Well, I thought we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> Actually, I did read up on this these characters into this book, so we'll, we'll get to that later too. But uh, so on the cover, at the top is a straight shooter, three of six. So we're in the middle of a of an arc, and then at the bottom of the screen, it says yeah, the page on the cover it says, "I am curious green." I don't understand how what that's supposed to mean. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know if it was because he was like having sex with the lady of color therefore he was curious about it but i don't feel but like i don't the, understand what i don't get it i don't i, I don't get it either it doesn't see doesn't because also it's what, like, is he curious about the monster thing that he kills in this book also is it it doesn't make sense anyway well something to do with that or is it like is he curious about actually i don't know i don't know really to be honest uh it's just it's like curious like because usually when you say curious like yellow I'm thinking yellow. I'm thinking Curious George, uh-huh. but green green would have to do more with envy mm-hmm. and jealousy, but it doesn't have anything to do with curiosity, does it? Am I missing something here? I don't know. I don't get it. Anyways, so anyway, so we start off uh, with Ollie. He is running uh, through a back alley. He's being chased by a monster of sorts, some sort of olive, dark brown, greenish. Uh, monster. Uh, story is called Beasts of Burden, by the way, written by Judd Winnick of. Uh, oh, hey, real world fame. Real world fame. Uh, also, also Catwoman. Catwoman, yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, it's, 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 Judd Winnick's got a whole lot going on actually yeah. around this time. 
So, uh, yeah, he's being chased by this this monster who I guess you could say he looks like. It kind of looks like a cave troll from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, actually. Also, maybe a monkey-ish. Yeah, it's like, actually like an orc. Yeah, like an orc, which also looks like a cave, like uh, an orc or Doomsday from Bivis. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely, definitely. They, 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 they referred to this and for for their uh, inspiration for Doomsday, just like, hey, what comics are laying around? Ah, Green Arrow number twenty eight. I wish oh, look that. At this. I wish they even did that. They were just like, what's laying around from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the- Can we use that same model? Okay, here's how we're gonna we're gonna create uh, Doomsday. We're gonna turn on Lord of the Rings at any given moment. Whatever we see, it's <laughs> gonna be Doomsday. It's gonna be the, be Doomsday, and this yeah. is how we're doing movies from now on. Yeah, we just turn all the movies on and say yes. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, actually, there's two monsters here, I just realized. There's like three of them. Oh, it's three. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, I don't know where they came from, so I'm assuming they were just chasing him in the last issue. We don't get to see what happened, but they're chasing him through the city, mm-hmm. and he's running around, and he's trying to lose them, and he's like, you know, shooting them with arrows. and Shoots one in the armpit. Ouch. Yeah, then he jumps up on a building, they jump after him, and of course he's talking the whole time. Then he shoots another one. One of them goes flying off the building. Uh-huh. Uh, Connor shows up. Well, this whole time too, he's like, he's like, he's like, ah, is this Lobo's sister? Yeah, it's like, oh, Does some da- bitch. Oh, oh, I don't. It, it's Solomon Grundy's date for the weekend. Yeah. You know, he's just you know stuff. Hey, this is kind of like the Penguin's uncle. Yeah, he's he's, he's making jokes. <laughs> jokes. Um, so Connor shows up, helps him dispatch. So you're looking at another Jen Wick, the Outsiders. Oh, the Outsiders. Looking, you got Jen Wick doing this one, too. I think, he, does he kill all of them or just one of them? Because one of them falls off a building. Oh, the monsters? He's dead I think he just kills sure. one. I think he just kills the one so that he shoots off the building. Away, yeah, because he shoots it. I think he shoots the one in the neck and, and it, it falls, falls off the building. building. And so then he takes it to his buddy. Yeah, he's got a... He's got a, he's a got morgue a buddy. Morgue buddy. Gotta have those morgue buddies. He goes to his buddy and he's like, hey... I brought you this monster, and this guy's like, "What the frig?" Yeah, he's like, "It's like keep it on cold storage." He's like, "What the hell?" It's like, "Why did you bring this to me?" Yeah. What if there's an actual body that I need to work on here? You're bringing me this uh, orc mm-hmm. that is not even of this uh, that is not even natural human, and I don't know what to do with it. But here it is. Yeah. And him and Connor are like, look, why don't you take some fingerprints or something? Because I think so. Basically, what this ends up being is that these are like humans, yeah, but like they're trans transformed, and so Green Arrow kind of has like a like a flashback of sorts to like a because this confuses me because I'm reading this and I'm just like all of a sudden you have this panel of him like grabbing a a street some some sort of thug by like a shirt. And I'm assuming it's from another episode or another issue. Yeah, but it must be because it doesn't really fit here. But he's like, um, well, you know what? Maybe take some fingerprints or something and yeah. see what happens. And so then he goes, okay, so Joanna, excuse me. Yeah, so then he goes to hang out with, with his friend. Joanna Pierce. Uh, Joanna Pierce. Who is a lawyer. And uh, he goes to ask her also about, like, something's going down with, like, a bunch of refugees from... Where are they from? They're from well, they're from Africa. I know, but she she says they're from Zimbabwe. Yeah, yeah. So I guess there was a factory by a company called Evalast. Yeah, Evalast. And so they went over to like a bunch of uh, immigrants, and they said, "Hey, if you come over here and like build this, anybody who wants a job will get one. So come on over. Yeah, to build this thing." But but basically, what ended up happening is that they yeah. tested them with like a bunch of like yeah, it, it was not on the up and up. Yeah, test- surprise! They a test- corporation doing something evil. Right, even that because this girl, even this girl's like uh, she's why I never. This girl's like yeah, you know they're a corporation; they could do stuff like that. So I guess yeah. we just need to like get to well, the bottom of this. So they were building them, then the union shut them down, 
then they got tested on, and now they're trying to evict them from like the apartments where they all live. But I think they end up turning to all monsters. Yeah, that's what that's. But, a, no, but then they're also monsters. They're also monsters to yeah. get because monsters can't have an apartment. No. Monster Apartment, coming soon to Fox. <laughs> I would watch Monster Apartment. Actually, I would watch Monster Apartment. Monster Apartment, 911. <laughs> Sorry, Rob Lowe. So, uh, yeah, he's standing there uh, with this uh, with Joanna. And uh, by the way, uh, guess who she's related to? Who? Well, last name is Pierce. Do you, do you recognize the last name at no, all? No, I do not. She's uh, the niece of Black Lightning. Oh, okay. Because cool. Jeff- Jefferson Pierce... She's like, you know, so she's like, hey, we'll, we're going to figure this out. But in the meantime, you're bleeding. You were stabbed in the arm. Or he's like, he's, he's bleeding out of his armpit. He's just dripping blood all over for four. Yeah, well, he comes in. First, he comes in, and they're just talking about this whole thing. He's casually drinking coffee. <laughs> yeah, right. And it takes like a, like a page and a half for them to even notice that he's literally bleeding all over the floor. Yeah, right. And he's like, oh, no, I got blood on your floor. And it's like. What? So she's like, come on, let's go. Well, you bathroom. came through her window, her bedroom yeah. window. He woke her up. He woke <laughs> her up. I mean, he's like, was you, were you just standing there? Like, you had to be let in, and you were bleeding all over there. Yeah. So she patches him up, and then he's like, hey, I'm patched up. Let's let's have a let's have a yeah, cause so she, spicy he, she pa- well, moment. No, he, she, it's a little bit more sexy than that. Yeah. She patches him up, and she's like, you doing okay? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, is the bandage too tight? And her hand is, like, on his chest. There's, like, a panel. And then he's, like, looking at her, and he just kisses her. And then there's nakedness, and then there's boning. Yeah, I'm assuming there's boning. We don't see. There's, you know, unfortunately, we do not see boning. So they're, like, in their underwear kissing. And then we see the green arrow cell phone or whatever. Oh, yeah. 2003 flip phones. Uh, ringing. And then that's when you see Ollie in bed with her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's Connor. And he's like, hey, where are you? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm at Dinah's. Which are, is, are him and Dinah together at the moment? Apparently they, are they split. A, are they on a break? I think they're on a is break. Is that fucking Friends episode? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're on a break of sorts. And uh, I mean, he did die. Yeah, for well, a while, so I think yeah. things kind of got screwed up. I don't really know. I wasn't reading Green, Lan- Green Arrow around this time, so I don't know exactly what's going on. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, uh, yeah, so he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm at Dinah's, and Connor's like, no, you're not. What the hell, man? He's like, he's, he's like, she's in Seattle. What are you doing? Watering her plants at one in the morning? <laughs> and he's like, okay, look. And he's like, where, what, where are you? Oh, I'll go wherever he has to go. He has to go, like, Midtown to do something. Yeah, he has to go and... Uh, well, he left. Connor wants him to go back to the morgue to check up on the monster, and he's like, "I couldn't get a hold of my friend that I left a monster with. I wonder if he's dead." Yeah. So go look it up, and he's like, "Well, you know, I'm over here. You're closer there. Why don't you go?" Ollie goes to the morgue. Lo and behold, his friend, uh, Connor's friend Dennis, mm-hmm. is dead. R.I.P.D. R.I.P. That guy. I think he was stabbed, like, because I don't know what exactly is going on here, because, like, he's in a pool of blood. But then, like, he has he has a black shirt on, but it looks like there's a bunch of, like, stab wounds. So somebody just went, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like a bunch of stabbings. <laughs> yeah, so this poor guy just got stabbed by, like, a tiny knife, mm-hmm. like, 20 times. Yeah. And he's, like, he's like, um, he's like, man, what happened here? And this guy is there. His name is, uh, shoot, what is his name? Dracon. Dracon. Dracon Noir. So he's like, yeah, well, I'm this guy here, and I killed this guy because there's these monsters yeah, here. Yeah, this this guy's just, like, dumb. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so then there's like a whole thing where him and Ollie fight, and there's a lot of talking. This guy's like, okay, so it's, it's, it's funny because this guy, this Dracon guy, he's like this, at least this is our first introduction to him, I think. At least for me it was. And he's just like this dweeb kind of guy. He's like, he's like, hi, I'm a murderer. Yeah. I'm, I'm a villain. Yeah, I'm going to just catch your arrows when you shoot them at me. I'm a villain. He, he reminds me of that scene in The Last Boy Scout, which you've never seen. Bruce Willis is getting beat up by, like, there's, like, one guy that's, like, a smart guy. Like a like a shorter, like, Paul Giamatti guy. It's not Paul Giamatti, though, I think, that's, unfortunately. But it's, like, a Paul Giamatti type. And then there's, like, a tall goon guy that's doing the beating up. And the, the shorter guy just keeps on, like talking shit to Bruce Willis and he's like saying all these like fancy words. He's like, I'm getting beat up by the inventor of fucking Scrabble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then I kind of, I don't know, for some reason I thought of this. Yeah. Uh, so Al, yeah, just, he shoots like 500 arrows at him. Right. And he doesn't hit him at all. This, this guy, guy like, catches all of them. You know what? This guy looks like Bill Hicks. Yeah. R.I.P. Bill Hicks. Yeah. So, uh, and this guy who somehow also has gigantic arms. Did you see this? Shot oh, here. Yeah, those creepy. He, he turns into like a, like a simian beast <laughs> monster who just jumps on Holly and he gives him like a karate kick and uh, basically suns him pretty hard. Yeah, he uh, yeah he takes care of him pretty good. By the way, I've never heard. Um, so there are two different stories in here that I've never heard of. There's this ongoing series called Fallen Angel. Never heard. Apparently it's by Peter David. I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't know if I've ever seen it. I don't think, I think, I feel feel like this could be like any of like millions of books, but so there's that book. And then there's also a mini series called Empire. Mm -hmm. And I don't recognize anybody in this series. There's a guy wearing a huge satellite dish on his head. This is actually kind of creep. I don't like the way this looks because it's like, it's like the reflection of like whoever these people are oh, yeah, is in this guy's it. mask, and it's just a guy hold like a the mask. The guy in the mask is holding up like his finger, and it's just a little bit of blood on it, but it's yeah. like looks like jelly. Yeah, kind of gross. Gross. This probably is like something to do with like I bet like with like uh, Sovereign Seven, which we used to do, which uh, is not fun. No. Uh, yeah. So Ollie get basically gets gets sunned, and this. Dracon guy is like, look, I'm just going to take this monster because that's what I'm here for. Right. And then so Ollie tries to shoot him with an arrow. The guy catches it and he's like, you know what? You drew blood because like he kind of nicks him in the ear. Yeah. Kind of pierces his ear. And he's like, well, that's fucking it. So then he goes and he like stabs Ollie a whole fuck ton. He, he crucifies him, to be honest. Oh, yeah, he does. I see. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Sort of. Doesn't really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sort of. Yeah, we only, he only just pins his arms to uh, to the floor, it appears. Gives him some stigmata. Mm-hmm. Stigmata, whatever. I don't, I don't, you know, I like Ministry, but I don't remember the song Stigmata as much. I don't know if I remember it. Though. I know it's, it was like one of their songs, one of their big songs. Yeah. Like one of their singles-ish songs. But, yeah, so that's how this book ends. Uh, we don't get a letters page. So next issue, uh, Ollie battles Dracon. I, I, I can't I say this. Ollie's battles with Dracon escalate and monsters continue to run amok in part four of six of Straight Shooter. Would you want to read the next issue of this? Mm, maybe. Eh, I'm not really interested. Meh. I'm kind of interested. I say meh. It's the thing. It's, I'm kind of meh on it because like, I'm interested in, like, in these monsters, you know, and I'm kind of interested in how things go. And I know how things end up, but I'm not really – don't feel like I need to be that invested because – 
I mean, Ollie's just kind of like, I got to deal with these monsters and also my, my angry son who... Also, I might be cheating on my sort of girlfriend, maybe girlfriend. Well, they got married eventually. Yeah, but I was dead. So. But I was dead. Yeah, I wonder how that worked. How does that work? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but Green Arrow... Uh, so... Did you mm. – so basically what ends up happening is that this Dracon guy ends up being uh, like a kind of like a hitman of sorts that has to take out these monsters because he's been hired by this company because the company – you know, because these monsters, these company, this company that, that Everlast or Ever, Everlast or whatever to forget it is made these monsters. So mm-hmm. he's there to take them out and mm-hmm. he runs a follow of Green Arrow or whatever. Actually, I thought – I was actually – I was reading up about that Dracon guy. He is a tall dude who decided – he wanted to try murder. That's like something in his DC wiki that they point out. That he's just like, eh, let's see how I do. And that's how, yeah. and that's why he becomes an assassin. You, you know what? It's kind of just like people being like, you know what? I, I think I'll try advertising. Try murder. I think I'll try oranges. Hmm. <laughs> I've never had an orange. I think I'll try oranges and murder. I think I like this murder thing. Mm, murder. Murder. So, uh, also, what do you think happens to, what's her face? Oh, uh, she has to be killed. Yeah, because, your, because this is the 2000s and she's a woman in a comic book character. I'm assuming she's going to be murdered. Black Lightning's niece, uh, yeah. whatever. Uh, I'm assuming she's going to be murdered because that's how shit shakes down for ladies in comic book. How soon do you think she's murdered in this book? Okay, but keep in mind, she debuted in issue 26. How soon do you think she's murdered? Uh, At least within the next five issues. Fair enough. Uh, she gets issued in, in, in murdered in issue number 30. And this is 28? 28. Oh. So this woman, this poor... Dead. This poor Don't Black Lightning... superheroes. <laughs> Don't be in a comic book. This is... Stay sexy. Don't be in a comic book. Stay sexy and don't be in a comic book. Because that's really what it is. If you're a lady in a comic book, pretty much from like 2008 earlier, you will be murdered. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, she got especially if you're fucking a hero. Yeah, she got a cover and everything, and now they're like, "Ah, she's she's dead. She gets jobbed out so hard." Of course, she does. Fridged. Yeah, she's a lady in a comic. Gail Simone is (laughs) furious reading this book. (laughs) Gail Simone put her on a list. Trust me. Oh, Gail Simone. Yeah, (laughs) Gail Simone already has like a like a freaking chapter of in a book. Did she ever? Did she ever like write a book about? But there's a blog. A blog. Oh, that's right. That, yeah, that she had a blog where it was women in refrigerator. I wonder. I'm pretty sure she this this poor. Uh, I'm sure she's on it. There's Mrs. a whole Pierce list. Here. There was a whole list. That's it for Green Arrow Volume Three, Number Twenty Eight, from September Two Thousand and Three. Thank you for listening, folks. We always appreciate you guys checking us out. Please find us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Angry Hero Sean. And I'm at Jen Stansfield on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, Worst Collection Ever, and email the show, worstcollectionever at gmail.com. And also, please uh, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and uh, anywhere you get the show. Uh, find us on Spotify, Stitcher. Tell your friends about us. We would really appreciate that. All right, folks, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time. Bye. Bye.